go live. And, All right. What's that? Uh, our latest video for Severed Angel, a new beginning. Mm -hmm. It's up to it's up over five thousand views already in six days. Holy shit, Holy shit dude! That's Look cool. at you. Yeah. And our subscribers have went up to almost like in three hundreds. I think. I think we're at like two. You're talking about the band one, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it ain't the rest out of review yet. Come on. No, no, we're we're at uh, two uh, nine seventy. Uh, where are we at, actually? We're at nine seventy five. So we're going up too. Oh things God. are things are looking up. I think but, if we keep doing Rob's show, it'd go up even more. I don't want to keep doing it every Friday, but yeah, he said he's not going to do it every Friday. He's uh, already you know tired of doing that, so uh, that's not going to happen. He's actually doing one tomorrow. I don't know if he talked to you or no, no. But uh, yeah, Seven Angels now up to 273 subscribers, and our new a new beginning video is up to 5.2 thousand views in six days. So how's the physical sales going to that album? Um, they're they dropped off a little bit, but uh, like I mentioned uh, a little while ago, we do have a distribution deal that's going to happen, so that'll help out a lot. That's cool. Yeah, I just finished filling out the forms for that and everything, so. Uh, that'll be going out soon and actually uh a friend of ours from our message board heart of metal um he's got a record label no life to metal i don't know if you yeah know. um yeah. scott waters yeah yeah he just bought a bunch of copies of our cd so he'll be selling them over there oh that is really cool yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, a lot of things happen for seven angel and if anybody's watching right now uh we are live we were supposed to have carl kennedy from the rods on but uh he has not came on yet so whether he comes on or not, I don't know. He has not but came figured... yet, so thus he is not showing up for us. Yep. So we don't have a rod right now. No rods. Yes. No, we no... are sans rods. No coming rods uh, yet. Um, so I figured we would just shoot the shit for a while and see what happens. If nobody comes up, then that's what it is. So right, today, James. I was whatever. asking about the Iron Sheik. Tell me about him. Well, in honor of uh, the Iron Sheik who died today at the age of 81, um, allegedly, he was a professional. Everyone knows him more as a professional wrestler, especially during the 1970s and 1980s and into the 1990s. Yeah. However, his life started off, he was an amazing Greco Roman wrestler. He wrestled for the Iranian national team in the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City. And then after coming to the United States, uh, he started coaching the U.S. Olympic uh, team. And he was the assistant coach for the USA Greco-Roman team in 1972, the Munich Games. Wow, so, so this guy had an impressive career. Well, he was an amazing career. He was also the uh, bodyguard for the Shah of Iran. Holy crap. Um, and then he came to the, the United States and started wrestling for the AWA from Vern Gagne. Um, and he was also, uh, he worked as a trainer um, in, in Wikipedia. He's, they, uh, they say that he helped train Ricky Steamboat, Greg Gagne, and Jim Brunzel, which is Hillbilly Jim. Um, he's for his gimmicks. So he started off uh, using his name, uh, Ali Vaziri. Then he went to Colonel Mustafa, the great Hussein Arab in uh, LA. And then he turned into the Iron Sheik. He was also the bridge guy from Bob Backlund to Hulk Hogan. Um, and then after his wrestling career kind of faded off because, you know, of age and everything like that. He got a second. He got a second wind when he was on the Howard Stern program. For I don't know how many times. Wayne, do you you know how many times he was on on Stern? Oh, I have no idea. I know he's been on there a lot though. He was on there he's, a lot. He was a regular, pretty much. He was one. Of the, he was one of the whack pack. And then uh, he uh, did that. He was doing shoot interviews. Um, the really tragic. There's a really good uh, documentary about him on. I think it's on Netflix. I think. Uh, but it shows that like his life, he had a really, for all the stuff that he did, the worst thing that happened to him was when his, when one of his daughters uh, got murdered and it just really set him down a, down a path. Um, and uh, the greatest thing is his English. So English is his second language, but he would always insist on cutting promos and he would never call mean Gene Okerlund mean Gene. He'd always call them Gene mean. Um, <laughs> it's the way that, uh, he like later in his career, he had, I think, like in the 80s, he had the most nuclear heat with a uh, Canadian that was playing a Russian. And it was him with the Iranian flag and uh, Kozlov with the or, or I forget who it, I forget who it was. The the uh, but he had the Russian they had the Soviet flags so there doing Soviet and Iran in the in 1980s. Dude, everybody's wanting to fight their asses. And yet 
Iron Chief was one of the more tougher dudes in the world. Um, but he was just a great character. Uh, his greatest thing was later uh, when he got Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the last five to six years has been nothing but fuck the, and it's whatever he puts it. He puts it in <laughs> all caps. So it comes from, it comes from like on Howard Stern, he would start yelling about Hulk Hogan and be like, fuck the Hulk Hogan. He is the brony piece of shit. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Uh, uh, where is it? Here we go. Let me see if I can. Let's play. A, a, um, hold on a minute. Yeah, you, you, uh, if if you if you have one, the, the gene means are always the best ones. Yeah, this, um, this one here is. Uh, all right, we'll we'll just watch this one. Yes, uh, Kazwal Vasari, Sheikh Alahani, the Iron Sheik. You you've heard? Have you ever heard the expression "man speak with forked tongue"? <laughs> You know, Jin Min, you're an intelligent American. Thank You've you. been in the library. You read about a lot of different countries, a lot of different athletic. I just want to ask you a very simple question. I don't care if you are Jew American or I don't care if you are all American boy, but I'd like to ask you a very simple question. Sure, go right Can ahead. you tell me very random and macrotondo what can a Pan American been, what Olympic been, what the AAU been, what the, the what, what, what international compete they had? Can you tell me anyone? Well, I would have to go back to the library to check that out and go back to the record. <laughs> what do you mean you have to go to the library? You want to tell me? Are you done? Are you a fool? Magrotondo, very random, every intelligent American know, just like my manager, Mr. Blasi, said, referee that Uncle Rufus was your cousin or whatever. That's because you're cheating us. No, you don't believe the uh, Mr. Blasi, you don't believe the Nikola Volkov. I'm sure you believe Magrotondo. You believe uh, Barry Vandom. For sure you are another all-American Jew man. Well, thank you very much. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. So, rest in peace, Iron Sheik. Re- uh, rest in peace, Iron Sheik. Uh, the greatest one was uh, our, our, resident, our resident wrestle uh, aficionado, Eric Adams posted one and it was him talking about a pay-per-view in Sacramento and he could never say just Sacramento, California. He'd say the Sacramento <laughs> and it wasn't Hillbilly Jim. It was the Hillsbillies Jims. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke fluent English and yet didn't speak fluent English at the same time. Rest in peace to one of the greatest characters in professional wrestling history, the Iron Sheik. Oh. oh man! Yep, it will and, be, and also uh, he was on Jerry Springer once uh, as, as a guy taking taking one of the girlfriend uh, getting a girlfriend. It was ECW's Pitbull Two, his girlfriend. The Pitbull Two and her are on set, and she goes, "I'm dating another man." And it comes out, it's freaking Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he's waving to the crowd. He's like, "Hello, Jerry." <laughs> oh my god. Oh. You can't make they, they don't make the man like that anymore. No, they don't. Not at wow. all. So he died today, you guys said? He died today. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Man, 81. Wow. Oh, he lived the life. So I mean, you know, we can't really, you know, I mean, hopefully I he's know. resting well and, and in peace. I didn't follow wrestling, but even I knew who he was. I didn't follow it. So you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you know, like uh there was one I watched a video and someone was like, you know, I don't I don't I didn't watch a lot of 80s wrestling. But I do know what the finisher for of the Iron Sheik was, and it was the Camel Clutch. <laughs> and the greatest thing is, like, he would start yelling, uh, "The you know, Camel uh, Clutch!" Wow, Camel Clutch, absolutely. And just it's just the thing of uh, him just going "fuck the" on the thing on the thing um, on Twitter, and also say like, "Break whatever subject that's negatives back and make it humble, Bubba." <laughs> this is <the> other thing. <laughs> Uh, I've seen if Eric Adams is uh, not busy, but uh, he hasn't run me back yet. Yeah, he's so. Been. Yeah, so that's a shame. It's you know another childhood uh, memory gone there. No, I mean, it, God, everything he said. I mean, we really can't say half the shit that he. No, really there's said. a lot of stuff that uh, I don't even. Would really that character say. that he he created, the Iron Sheik, would that even fly today? You know. Um. Yes and no. You're so sensitive now, you know. Well, no. yeah, but I mean, the, the the foreign heel is still a thing going on. There was there's other wrestlers now that have used the Iron Sheik. Actually, uh, 
Rusev, uh, that he's a current wrestler, he really credited uh, Iron Sheik with helping him do the foreign monster heel gimmick. So, yeah, he was there in the back, you know, doing things, helping out the, the younger generations. So, I just, uh, he was just such a character. But, yes, some, some of the stuff he, yeah, he can't say half the stuff he said, especially in the 90s. My God. <laughs> oh my god Every, everything everything he said about the ultimate warrior in hulk hogan cannot be said on this show well you can say whatever you want on here i don't care yeah, but I'm, I'm not yeah i'm not, <laughs> I am not going to say the things that he said on that okay uh, but now if, if, if he if him and um uh hexel jim duggan did not ride together you think people would still think wrestling was real Oh, probably not by now, but yeah, that was a huge. I forgot about that. That was one of the biggest controversies, also, man. That was that was the one that really like made people say, "Oh, so wrestling's fake." So during the WWE run, uh, Iron Sheik was fighting. Uh, it was fighting against um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who was the big All American uh, guy, former football player, and they got caught traveling down the road, uh, probably speeding, and then. Uh, that would have been fine. The guys wouldn't have been, but it was him and Iron Sheik in the car. And then they also found some um, <clears throat> substances in the car that you, were, that you were not supposed to be, have in the car at that time. So, not, and that's not, they, they had to go to jail. So now everyone realized, oh, wow, the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan went to jail together. And they weren't fighting each other. And that was like the big exposing the business of this. Was it the 80s? Like 82 or something like that? Yeah, very early 80s, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it was a good guy and a bad guy, you know, riding in a car together. And that was like a big no-no back then. Well, I mean, even uh, that was a big no-no to have the heels and the baby faces driving the car together, period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. Jim Cornette would have freaking had an MM aneurysm <laughs> if that would have happened. Goddamn! <laughs> he wasn't. He, he wasn't going to be in top by teeny at that moment. Uh, so Manny, what's going on with you? Anything? Anything going on? You buy any new albums or? I bought a bunch of stuff, but it's at the house. But uh, mm-hmm. let's see, I bought Ghost prequel. Not prequel. What is it called? What's the new the, Phantom? The new um, oh, fa- yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, the one with the covers and everything on there. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, that is a. Fucking awesome covers they did on that. Uh, I liked it. A lot of people are shitting on it, but I liked it. Phantom well, Rhyme. Phantom Yeah. Rhyme. I liked I mean, uh plus I liked their cover of the Stranglers and uh song on there. They did a television song, which I think is the first song on there mm. for Marquee Moon. So I thought it was interesting. Uh I even liked their cover of Tina Turner, which was a coincidence since she died like you know, I, I don't know, not that long after. Uh, that was just that was just Papa take, taking what he needed. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, although well, that's that is gonna be funny. You know, you know when you know Ghost does the song and you know Ike's listening to it, going, "Oh yeah, I did that." They see they're going, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, actually, and actually, they made an entertaining version of freaking Phantom of the Opera by uh, the, the cover from Iron Maiden. So you like that? I liked that one. Yeah, really? yeah, I should have known. Yeah, I liked it too. Paul Diano didn't like it, but oh, know. he can, he can, yeah, he can not like it. But I, I liked how they changed. He changed some of the lyrics instead of instead of someone else being the Phantom of the Opera. Then you know, like Phil, like actually seeing the Phantom of the Opera, he is the Phantom of the is Opera. Phantom. Yeah. So I kind of like that. I, I think that fit a little bit better in the story. Yeah. Well, too bad Greg's not on here because he's all excited about the Iron Maiden tour. Because apparently yeah. they're doing what? Somewhere in time? Yeah. Are they yep. The whole album? What are they doing? I guess they're playing a lot of songs off of there that they haven't played in years. Um, I will gather around and miss that. <laughs> but they're mixing in new stuff, too. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying it's like really, really good. You guys, you guys have fun with that. Uh, we'll, uh, I'm, I probably won't go. I, I've seen them enough. I probably won't go. I, I want to go. And Halloween was just here uh, a couple days ago, and I didn't go see them. So what? Yeah, what? 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 What's Wait, going are you on? Okay? You sick? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad yeah, I didn't. 
I know. I'm glad I didn't, though, because apparently they played like the same set as last time I saw them. So it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You worship those bastards. I'm surprised you weren't there. But they're another one. I saw them like maybe like eight, nine times or whatever. I'm, you know, I, I don't need to see I don't think again. Halloween have played in my in Tampa Bay area in forever. Really? Um, you know, so Morbid Angel, the famous death metal band from Tampa. I was going to go to their show like two weeks ago. I didn't go. Hmm. And apparently Trey got drunk and he fell off stage. We're not talking <laughs> about a big stage now, okay? We're talking about, a matter of fact, this, this Sunday, I'm going to see my friend's band. Uh, it's a kid's band. They have a battle of the bands. and They play at the, it's called the Orpheum. Anyway, they didn't even finish the set, didn't give the money back. That was that, you know? Really? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, um, something I want to talk about because uh, we didn't really have anything set for this show because we did have an interview, but uh, that's not happening apparently. Um, James, yeah, you have you have a problem with my movie selections, and and you want to know or you were wondering what my top twenty movies would be. I didn't get oh. to finish the whole entire list. Oh. Yes, let's go. I didn't let's do the go. whole list. I'm not done. But it, what I have oh. so far. No, anyway. wait, 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 <laughs> I am writing these down. We're going to, we're going to go through these. How many do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. All right. Let, let's, let's hear this. Let's, Jeez. let's go down this road. I, I have about 11. So far. All right. 11 is enough. All right. Well, I, and they're not in any, <laughs> they're not in any order. Okay. All right. No particular order. I don't think All they're right, as bad no. as you think they're going to be. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the hell you think I watch. I, just because I picked one movie. That was a horrible movie. It was a horrible movie. That was the whole point, though. Uh, Metal. Oh, he erased it. Uh, Back to the Future. Okay. All right. That's a good movie. Uh, okay. And Back to the Future Part 2. Never saw that one. You never saw what? Because Part 1 was so good. I didn't want to ruin it with a uh-huh. seat. Part 2 so, was so part, just as good. Part 2 is good. Part is two is just as good. Part right, three is where it's like, all right, we didn't need this. Part three, part three is where they kind of jump the shark. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, the Dark Knight, the Batman movie. All right. So all right, this is this is this is good. This is way too. This is way yeah, too. Yeah. This is not. Uh, I think you've been kidnapped. First, no Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If this is the Wayne Noon. I know. Yeah, I no, this this is the real me. I, I, uh, the only reason why I picked the other movie because it was supposed to be a funny thing, a terrible movie choice. Uh, oh, Pineapple Express. Okay. That's I never saw one. it. Never saw it's a good it's about drugs, so watch it. It's pretty cool. Terrifier 2. I live in Tampa. Why would I want to watch something about what happens in <laughs> Terrifier so, 2? So, so Terrifier also- 2, yeah, yeah. Terrifier I know about two. that one. Uh, Gremlins yeah. 1 and Gremlins 2. All right, all right. All right. Uh kick ass. It was fun. I like that. Actually. It was a good one. I was very shocked too with all those little kids are cursing and, and a lot of blood <laughs> and guts in that movie. That was it was yeah. cool. Kick-Ass 2 was really Kick-Ass 2 was just as good, too. That should be on my list, honestly, as well. So you can add it in there. Uh, Ghostbusters. I don't like both of them. I like Ghostbusters 1 and 2. National Lampoon's Vacation. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just Vacation? I like them all. See, it's hard to pick because I only got 20. So I'm trying to be really selective here. Okay. My last one for now was uh, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. Right, this always... is way too pedestrian for you. Yeah, right? I know. I said you yeah. think too. Uh, do you think? I mean, I was, I was, I was hoping. For I was more ready more to share these. I was movies waiting for some real shit show. No, I, I, I don't. You're, you're not. You're not giving right. me what I want. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is totally unsatisfied. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm a lot more normal than you. Flaccid right like, here. I am not. I am not rod hard. No. Uh, mean uh, metal Mike is in the chat room here, and he's saying, "A thought on Uriah Heap." I like your eye heap. So what is he saying about your eye heap? He just uh, thoughts on your eye heap. All right. Your eye heap are a great band. In my opinion, I think they influenced Queen because of the vocal. They were the one of the first. Well, the first album came out in 1970. And they're one of the first band to really use the vocals the way they did, especially on those first couple albums. Ken Hensley, a great songwriter. Mick Box wasn't a great guitar player, but he was great for that band. He worked very well for that band because the leader was Ken Hensley. David Byron was an underrated uh, vocalist. And uh, they're just a great, great band, especially those early 70s ones. 
after 75, like we turned to fantasy, uh, John Lawton, who replaced David Byron, was okay, but I didn't really care for those albums. And I did like a Bob Monog, even though there's a devil on the cover. And I wish I had the album with me. Um, it's real commercial and actually has a lot of outside songwriters. And um, it kind of it kind of sounded like your his version of what Foreigner Journey would be. I mean, they don't sound anything like that, but really aimed at radio and there was a song written by Russ Ballard. You may not know the name, but you knew those songs he wrote since you've been gone. And um, I can't think of the other ones right now, but he's written, oh, uh, Ace Freely song, New York Groove, you know. No, that wasn't Russ Ballard. That wasn't, that wasn't Ace Freely. New York Groove was Ace Freely. Remember off the solo yeah, album? He covered that, though. It was not a yeah, no, song? I know, but I think... Yeah. I was thinking Russ Ballard wrote it, but I don't think that was Russ Ballard. I think that was somebody else. Like that was the guy from the Eagles, wasn't it? No, it wasn't the guy from the Eagles. I thought that was... Um, what you, what, what the now that? you're back. Now you're back. <laughs> there it is. There it is. the way we know and love. Oh, thank uh, God. We were all getting nervous there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but the fucking Eagles, man. Uh, yeah. Sweet. New York roof. New York grew was not the sweet. That's what, what came up here. You don't even do drugs. What are you coming I'm, up? With? I'm not. That's recorded by Glam Rock Band. Hello. There you go. So there it was you. Hello. I guess Maybe. Sweet covered it as well. But uh, that's what came up on my. That's what came up here. It must have. It must have been. I can't. I don't remember Sweet covering that. But I like your eye heat. Um, they're a cool band. Do you have any thoughts on them, Wayne or James? Or you guys? No, I've never them? listened to them. I I didn't even know this band existed. Well, <laughs> how could you not know? Well, now you do that. Now you know, James. Now you know. I was born in '84, dude. Yes, I was born in '79. Not too much. I was born in '70. I know. I'm the old man of the group, man. You want to do? Yeah, you man. are. You got the most hair, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, mean Mike says he has autism, so his comments might be uh, not as smart. But hey, it's nah, dog. Sometimes I'm not as smart either. So that, that hey, hey, trust, trust me, though, the stupid shit I, us, Wayne, and, and we all say we forget. Yeah, has he not watched this? Has he not watched his podcast? Yeah, I know, right? Has he not watched the show? I mean, we all have some sort of form of autism here, so he, yeah, we definitely yeah. are all. You're on in the, the right place. Yeah, he's in good company. So. What about you, Wayne or James? You guys get anything music related or otherwise? Oh my god, did I get anything? Uh, I have not bought anything. However, I was listening to. Uh, obviously the new ghost album uh the new you know the new overkill album um spirit box came out with a new song that i was i've been jamming to and then also oh by the way knoxville just announced that tools coming in november so that's going to be a hell of a weekend for me because i got drilled that weekend as well so somehow i'm going to go to a concert wake up early and go down to chattanooga the next day so no sleep <laughs> for me hey, no man, sleep till brooklyn is excellent but uh, I, 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 if it's the same show, I don't care. I'm still going to go see it and enjoy it. I can't imagine they put on the same show twice, though. You know, no, I don't see them doing the same show. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. So, what do you got, Wayne? Well, these you already know about, kind of, because I was on the phone when I was buying them. Yeah, you, so let's right? show them anyway. So you got to show them anyway, because I didn't show anybody here. But I got this thing. It was like, I guess it's like some kind of compilation. You said, yeah, like, it is cheap compilation. Yes, yeah, from uh, is it from Italy? Tell you. Is, uh, I don't know where the hell it's from. Um, I can't find it like really quick. Um, I, I love that attention right printed in Germany. So. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. I, I love that attention with the girl right up top. Yeah. You know, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, look at that. I mean that if that doesn't scream metal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But uh I don't know. I thought I thought it was some kind of bootleg thing, but then you told me it was the uh like a best of whatever i don't have it um sabotage that's an excellent okay. act. yeah and they, they say twenty dollars but i did not get them for twenty dollars each i got a, i got a good deal i think oh man well what vinyls cost you nowadays oh, is it's insane uh, technical ecstasy and they're all in very good shape too yeah you showed me that was amazing yeah and masters of reality yeah no look that's original pressing because it's got the uh the race logo yeah. yeah 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 I love all those albums. Technical Ecstasy, I used to hate, and then it grew on me. But there's a good example. I go to these couple of record stores, and I took Cole, the kid whose house I'm at with his dad, 
And uh, Technical Ecstasy, it was beat to shit. They wanted like $40 for it. Really? Wow. Yeah. The, what I did leave behind was they had the Ratty P from the Time Coast label for 30 but at that time, I just wasn't willing to part for the 30. Now I kind of regret leaving it there. Yeah. If it's there when I get paid, I might go grab it. I don't know. If it's still there, I doubt it'll be there, though. It's insane, the, the the amount of prices that these stores want for these records. It's like, what do you, you know, they think they're sitting on a gold mine, but you know, they're really not, you know, especially if you're in a store. You can't always yeah. expect somebody to come in there, spend 50, 60, 70 dollars on a record, you know? I could see yeah. online, you know, because somebody don't have it in some other state or country or whatever and really wants it really bad. But selling it just like here in a store, it's not going to sell like that. Well, online uh, makes less sense because I can shop around <laughs> discounts exactly. or to eBay, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see the impulse buy when you're at a store, but like um, Cole is a huge Queen fan. This is a kid here. And I can't remember. I had no idea. I know. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I can't remember what what it was. Oh, I know. It was uh, they had a Forever, which is a greatest hits package. Yeah. It came in a box. It was nice to look at, right. but it's a greatest hits package. It's the one that had like the song he did with Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think they wanted like seventy or eighty dollars for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Way too much. For that me. was ridiculous. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. It was ridiculous um and i see that shit all the time yeah. oh. uh, mean metal mike says uh favorite live bootlegs i don't know if i have any favorite live bootlegs oh, so I, I need to know like what do you consider a live bootleg because the freaking ann arbor jet uh ann arbor blues festival that i have sounds like it's a fucking bootleg <laughs> it probably is not a bootleg but it should have been considered a bootleg <laughs> it's probably recorded seriously what year was that re was recorded? Do you know? James? 69. Okay, so basically, they didn't put it to the uh, soundboard. Some guy probably went up there with those. Remember those giant reel-to-reel -reel tapes? You know? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it sounded. Like. stage. It, literally, that's what they did, yeah. Yeah. Favorite bootlegs. Man, I got I tons I of bootlegs. Um, I don't. I, only, I have mostly Halloween bootlegs. I have. Um, I used to have. A, actually, I had a cool Megadeth one. I ended up selling it. But that one was pretty cool. It was a soundboard too, so it sounded good. I have a. Oh, I've got cool bootlegs. Yeah. I've got yeah. doors. I used to a lot of my doors bootlegs though. Um, like the band had formed a label called Bright Bright Midnight, and they did that, and they would release the albums that were bootleg, except they were they were like soundboard recordings, and they released it themselves. And it was just for diehards. That's why I didn't go out to the general public because general public doesn't want to buy, you know, 300 shows or whatever it is. But it was pretty cool. I'm trying to think my favorite bootleg. Oh, I know. Black Sabbath with Ian Gillen at Massachusetts is not a rare bootleg. It's usually titled Deep Sabbath or something stupid like that. That one's pretty cool. Um, and it's a radio broadcast. Those things are all over the place. It's with your favorite singer, Wayne Ian Gillen. Was that? Oh, oh, God. <laughs> i think mine is uh in flames live at sticky fingers i know they changed it to a different uh in flames album but yeah. i love in flames live at sticky fingers i think that's one of the freaking better their better live shows well in flames are i in my opinion a killer band i even like their newest album whatever it is i think you oh, guys yeah, yeah. yeah guys i wasn't on the show but you guys reviewed it that was that was by far probably their Best, uh, for me, it was best one since Come Clarity, but I know that... Um, That's a pretty uh, strong uh, statement there, James. Yeah, I know, because I love Come Clarity. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I think, uh, uh, actually, Lou was saying, like, it's it, it's his best one since Hell uh, from... Uh, uh, God, I forget what to call it. Heliot and um, Clayman. So, he was, he was singing high praises on it. Hmm. I just got a couple bootleg albums, and I don't know what I did with them. Well, I think my fa the fa my favorite bootleg album I got I got the uh, car uh, Carnivore uh, Retaliation, so I got oh, all no. the I got all the all the demos of Pete Steele's freaking recordings of like Sex and Violence and World War Three and all those. Oh, what, that's gotta sound. It's, yeah. It sounds fucking it's, awful. I was gonna say it's, it's, it's sound a little rough, especially yeah. at that time. And, uh, yeah. 
Oh, it, it, it sounds like shit, <laughs> but it's awesome. I don't know what the uh, god damn. Yeah, I, I just got a Merciful Fate. Uh, it was a, it's a live bootleg, and it actually sounds good. I don't know what I did with it though. Uh, mean Mike says, uh, mine Sabbath live at Asbury Park, New Jersey, 1975, and Sabbath. Live I got that, I, but mine's a CDR, CDR copy. Yeah, yeah. What pisses me off is I bought it online, and it didn't tell me it was a CDR. I only paid ten bucks, so I didn't bother fighting with them. Mm. So the cover looks great, and then I open it up, and it's a CDR. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky it worked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot of times those CDRs don't work. Hey, he finished the guy finished burning it, right? You know, it's quality. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> and I'm sure he took the time to listen to it before he sent it to me, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. We used to have a flea market here, and there was a guy that sold tons and tons of bootleg stuff. I used to love going to his little shop that he had. Uh, I mean, I had oh, yeah, so we, many metallic those. We have those out here, but they're mostly of, of movies, and it's literally people setting up in the movie theater with a camcorder really oh yeah they're great people still oh, no, sell that a, stuff huh oh yeah i mean this is so this is up in the in the absolute hills near the border of kentucky west virginia and tennessee hmm. or I mean virginia and tennessee so you're you're dealing with some very very well done abject poverty <laughs> wow. and we don't have too many of those around anymore it's uh yeah we, we don't, don't. We got tons of them down here. I have a story about that. At the infancy of the internet, my friend David, this is a long time ago. Remember that shitty Planet of the Apes movie with um, with Marky Mark or whatever the fuck his name is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my friend David, this is during the infancy, and he downloaded the movie, which took like 300 years to download. <laughs> he put it on VHS. So me and him are getting to sit down to watch it because we like the original movies. I don't know if you remember this. So we're watching this. And in the middle, some guy stands up and he's wearing a turban because he got it from my brain. Was it the so sheep? Our, so, so, yeah. so our friend, so our friend Eric uh, yeah. got a bootleg download, like the second to last cut before we actually do the official movie trailer of the Wolf, the first Wolverine movie. Yeah. I mean, this thing still has like when Wolverine goes over the logging trucks, it's the old like pre like actually adding the actor CGI. So it looks like oh, you see just wow. dude, you see the wires on freaking Deadpool. You see that I if this is the like I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Well, I have a wrestling story from when I I had this band when I was younger. And was called she. Anyway, there's this place called Planet Nine that was a pool hall. We got hired, you know. And actually, there it is. Look, there's the original VHS. Oh my tape. god, she still has it. <laughs> yeah, let's watch it now. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, they had this amateur wrestling thing, and literally, it was it was a pool hall, and they put this wrestling ring in the middle and it was all these amateur wrestlers what i mean is basically kids off the street who dream of wrestling but didn't know how to wrestle you know and so you hear in between tuning up you hear people falling <laughs> getting carted off anyway so the uh the bass player he in the band goes hey yeah there's a porno chick here you want to meet a porno star i never met a porno actress in my life yeah uh, i was like 18 i go cool it's my lucky day. So we walk in this room and there's this little woman walks by. They call them little people now. We didn't call them that then. You know, uh, walks up and he goes, there she is. I go, who there? Who, who is? There's the actress. I go, that's a freaking midget. That's it. <laughs> so she goes, I am Bridget the midget. I'm not making yes! this. <laughs> Howard Stern's famous Bridget the midget. No, that's a real person, Jay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. She was on Howard Stern a ton. So anyway, they hired this girl, this woman, who I guess did these stupid porno movies to 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 MC this. And of course, she didn't MC shit. She would be in the back getting high and drinking. And every once in a while, somebody go, "Hey, you got introduced? Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, 
that's my uh my one experience with the uh, wrestling guys so. <laughs> you actually uh, you're actually uh you actually have a better one than most people do with amateur shows like that oh it was it, it was pretty bad i wish back then there were phones because james you would have died you know Oh yeah, no, no. I've seen I've seen some some fucked up shit during wrestling shows. So I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of that a little person yelling, "Fuck off!" <laughs> Tell Greg to come on. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna. Uh, yeah, mean Metal gonna. Mike. I, I I'm trying to get this question correct. He wants to know. I think he wants to know. Um, what Kiss songs could Alice Cooper cover? None. Alice is too talented. But all right, let me. Think. <laughs> He's got to. There's got to be some Kiss songs that they that he would do. I'm sure Alice. Alice is friends with those guys. I'm sure. Yeah, but, sure. But if you listen to if you listen to the way Alice writes, whether you know with other guys, he always throws a twist in there, whether it's a melody or he has this thing about adding those like horror movie type, you know, themes in his music. Yeah. Mr. Blackwell, a real obscure cut from music from the elder. I think you would do yeah. really good on that. You yes, know. Okay. Yeah. What do you what about you, James? You pick something. Oh shit. You know what? Just because I just because I wanted I would love for him to do another disco song. Yeah. I would just I want him to do I was made for loving you. <laughs> just for fun and make it and t- turn it into how <laughs> Alice would do something, you know. Could you imagine an Alice vocal on that? <laughs> yes. I can and I want to. All right, I'm doing it out of pure morbid curiosity. All right, because yes, they 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 can't. Well, I'm not saying Alice couldn't do it, but I'm saying that I don't know if Alice would stoop himself to that low. Well, Alice did do sort of a disco song called "You Got to Dance," but right. I got a feeling. What did the Brits say? He was taking a piss at disco because yeah. James. It is so. If we ever do the Alice discography, when you get to it. It is so ridiculous, the disco. We got to sweat. We got to. I can't even do it. You just. It's really. It's really ridiculous. Well, yeah, and I mean, yes, absolutely. We could. I mean, just, just. Uh, yes, it'd be completely taking the piss out of it. You know. Yeah. You, you would. You, I wouldn't. I don't want seriousness. I want fucking. That's where like you can let all of Alice's cheesy demons come out and do what he what they need to do for him to, you know. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Wayne? Uh, how about going blind? Ooh, that would actually be really cool. I think I can. I think he can do some really cool imagery with that. Yeah, he could. Even though it's a creepy song. Yeah. I mean, isn't it about a ninety-year-old guy who is in love with a teenager? Yeah, she's supposed to be sixteen. He's ninety-three. <laughs> so I think he can do like some like a like a, a dead corpse that's like you know sixteen years old. Yeah, something like that. Oh, because yes, necrophilia makes this whole lot better than. than well, that's just, that's what yeah. he's good at doing. No, Alice is saying about necrophilia, cold death. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I know he has, but I'm just saying necrophilia makes the statutory rape sound better. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. you're right. That, 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 that just wipes it all out. <laughs> that's what I was meaning. I mean, I, I don't know anything else, but yeah. You know what else? Uh, Beth. I think he would he would do a good Beth. Mm. Well, I, I guess. Well, it was produced by Bob Ezrin, you know. Yeah. yeah. And how many Kiss members are actually on that song? Peter Chris? Which yeah, is a man. Peter Chris. I don't know Peter who the hell's Chris doing is, the uh, piano. Yeah, Peter Chris is, I think that's Ezrin himself, but Peter Chris is usually the one that is uh left out of the recording studio so what, what is true that the other guys are not in it you know yeah oh. what about you but, man? What, another song what, what else do you think mm. he wants five. Oh, five. yeah okay so we got mr blackwell oh we actually got a lot of people talking in here oh yeah yeah it's amazing. More people are talking when we have no topic. I know, right? Uh, right Colin, yeah, we have all these great topics. I mean, we ain't doing shit. Colin Madden of, says uh, Detroit Rock City seems cinematic enough for the 70s Alice. I can see that with the car crash and that, you know. Yeah. I think the main thing is that I love Kiss. I'm not putting them down. Well, maybe I am. But Kiss's lyrics are so... Alice is a clever... 
and Kiss's lyrics are well, they're silly. They're, they're silly. They're they're yeah, more they're, about yeah, sexual. They're they're they're, they're making money. Yeah. yeah, because even when Alice sings about sex, it's so hard to take serious because he's not yeah. taking it serious. You know, right. even like dumb songs like crawling you know alice crawling you come crawling to me i go you know alice isn't taking himself serious you know you mean when he's banging a freaking puppet while he's doing that yeah exactly yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. uh mike says uh, christine 16 beth and war machine and domino i could see war machine for sure Domino. It's a little heavy for Alice, but yeah. I yeah, I don't know if he, I think lyrically, I don't think he would sing Domino, you know. Um, but Christine 16, young Alice maybe would do that. But Alice never had any songs about him. Sure, he would do a dead woman here and there, but never yeah. a teenager. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have to be a dead teenager. Uh, no, that's different. That's okay. Yeah, that's, then. Then that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely legal by then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Colin said, um, "What would be a good fit for Alice's voice would be Ozone from Ace's solo album." Yeah, that would be cool. Actually, I don't think I've ever heard that song. I hey, might if I just just you have the it. album. I, I know. I just probably ignored it. I don't know. I, I don't care for those solo albums. Mm. They're not my favorite. War Machine is a great choice. Whoever said that. War Machine is a, is an awesome song. I love that. Song. Yeah, I, that's, I, I, that's you know what it is with that song. That song brings back a lot of memories. Uh, again, wrestling memories because uh, back in like the the late nineties, ECW would have tons of kiss. Actually, most of Creatures of the Night songs were were wrestlers theme songs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he pretty much really you know, Paul. Yeah, Paul Heyman yeah. ripped off most of the Creature of the Night. Yeah, that's crazy because that album's now revered, but. When I, I bought it as a new release, nobody bought that album. I'm exaggerating. Somebody had to buy it or they would have been dropped from their label. But it just didn't sell that well. And my brother took me to see him on that tour. And it was at this place called uh, Lakeland. I think it was at the Lakeland Civic Center. I'd have to look it up. Or maybe it was the Bayfront. I think it holds about 15,000. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure if even that many. But it was half empty. Half empty. And then I saw him two years later at the Animal Eyes tour, and it was almost sold out. But it's just amazing how how down, in, at least in this country, how badly they were doing. And it's funny you say that, because now Creatures of Night's considered this classic album, as it should be. Oh, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's insane. I love that. Actually, album. Creatures of Night wouldn't be a bad song for Alice to do. It's a little chunk of chunk of for him, rhythm-wise, but I could see him doing that, you know. More oh, caveman sure. sounds, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying from all the smoke coming over from uh Canada. Uh, are you are you sure that's just smoke, man? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> just smoke, man. So we're getting more comments when we don't have a goddamn thing to we talk about. Yeah, we're, we're just shooting the shit. This is great. Yeah. I see I... Venon is here. If I'm pronouncing that name correctly, I, I he told me how to pronounce that and I forgot already. Yeah, uh, Mike said uh, Alice covering Ozzy's Mr. Crowley. Actually, I think they would do. I think they would do better with uh, Black Sabbath NIV. I think he'd do a ton better with NIV. What about God of Thunder? What about God of? you know I don't like God of Thunder. I hate that song. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm a little sick of it. Again, I I don't have, musically. I can see Alice pulling some of that off, but lyrically. It's just not that clever, you know, mm. in my opinion. It'd probably be more Gene songs because Gene seems to sing in character, but then all of Gene's songs are usually perverted. Right. Like yeah. Christine 16, for fuck's sake, you know? <laughs> when listen, I saw you, listen, yeah. listen, Gene was on a one-track mind, okay? <laughs> you know? That is an interesting thing to think about. Like, what would Alice Cooper cover? That was a good question, uh, Mean Metal Mike. What yeah, about well, Psycho Circus? Yes, uh, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the better Kiss songs. It's one of the, it's still in their set, and it's still in their set list. And and that yeah. album, a lot of people shit on that album, but there are some really cool songs on there. I actually like that album. I don't yeah, love they it. Shit, they shit on that one because that one was like right in the like what was that early two thousands? Yeah, yeah. 
do they shit okay. on it because of the music or do they shit on it because i think they shit on it because that's when the band got back together again and then they released yeah. that album but the band didn't play on it yeah it's just gene and paul and i don't even think gene and paul played on that album speaking of people not playing on their album what do you think of this controversy about Nikki six not playing on the first two Motley <laughs> Crew albums. I thought it was the first four. <laughs> There's like almost Nick, every wait, Nikki Nikki six actually played music. I actually think he played on it because if you listen to those bass lines, mm-hmm. it's not exactly Getty Lee. Doom 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 ding ding yeah. ding ding. <laughs> he's, he's not known for like you know being the best bass player ever. I, I never really even considered him to be like in any top bass player list at all. No, uh, you know, I, I never think of him. He's a songwriter, but no, I think he played on the first two only because the first one is independently produced. Hmm. So, you know, they can't. So, yeah, so who is he going to hire? Right. Yeah. And then Tom Werwin, who produced the second album. He's not one. He's not like Bob Ezrin. If it was Bob Ezrin, I believe it, because Bob Ezrin, you can't play. Get the fuck out of here. And he'd bring his own guys, you know, because <laughs> that's what Ezrin does, you know. Yeah. Um, even did yeah so but even uh but yeah tom worman is known for working with the actual band no matter if he thinks they're terrible musicians or not he'll work with them yeah and also i i mean I, honestly it doesn't really matter because like i've never thought of any motley clarou song being like oh great you know what what a great bass line no no it's it's <laughs> it's vince neal and mick mars freaking you know doing their shit so yeah well, the most talented guy in there was is Tommy Lee, in my opinion. But in what way? Well, for <laughs> one thing, he could stir a boat with his penis. I can't do that. <laughs> I tried. It, it just, you know, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the YouTube comments here, too. I got them pulled up, Wayne. God bless. <laughs> Uh, Kyle and Matt, I'm pretty sure a chimp on DMT could cover six's bass parts. <laughs> I'm sure he's right. <coughs> I, mean, yeah, I, mean, um, I mean, what was his most famous bass line? I mean, forget uh, Kickstart My Heart. Is there a bass line in that? I mean, obviously, there is, but it's I never it, really paid attention not, to the bass. It's not a line. ton of it, but it, it's there, yeah, because all I hear is, is Mick Mars' guitar riff, you know, yeah. There is a little bit of a, of a bass run at the end of that, but yeah. Hmm. Well, that's produced by Bob Rock. Now I would believe. Now Bob Rock, oh, he improved as a bass player. Like where else? But he had to go, but up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh man, you're right. I'm trying to think of Doctor Feelgood. Yeah. There's, all right. Oh, dun 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 dun. Yeah, there you go. There's a dun to dun. Oh, he was able to play two parts of the fret. Congratulations. I bet, I bet Bob Rock, I bet that's why it costs so much money. They're probably in their hours, you know, working with them on that baseline. Oh, what have you guys seen the um, the Queensryche thing going on now? Which with, which is that what with the uh, with their old drummer Scott Rockenfeld, uh they're they're suing he's suing the band for what um, because basically he's been out of the band since like 2017. All right, and um, you know he never said that he was out. He was going on like a family leave thing or whatever. He was having a child and, and things were going on, so he took time off of that. Uh, but he I guess he. He wanted to come back into the band, but the band really never let him come back into the band for some reason. I don't know what that whole story is about. And he's he said he's been trying to get in contact with him. Like like here it says, um, uh, let's see. Earlier today, Scott took to his personal Facebook page uh, once again share a copy of the May fifth notice of trial setting uh, and certificate of trial confirmation. And he included the following message: I want to send out a big thanks to everyone who co- commented, responded, regardless of it being good, bad, uninformed or indifferent for that matter. But the facts are, is that I have been in the music business for over 40 years. Uh, and there are situations in life business that may arise and need to be addressed and or resolved. Uh, and to clarify, he was in full work communication since 2017 and continued to present music and offer and offers that would benefit the band and the brands. Uh, 
uh, and he holds no ill will to anyone, including his business partners, but he's uh, also not going to be pushed around or not allowed to have what he has built uh, and owned for over 40 years. Um, yeah, so they're not, I, they, I, for some reason, they don't want him to have a part in, in Queen's Drag. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, you, you know, you might want to track this, check this down to uh, it's not you, it's them. No, 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 it's definitely you. Yeah. Sounds like there was a problem and they wanted to get rid of that problem. And now the problem's away and it doesn't, they don't want it to come back. It's, it's very possible. I mean, you know, he had the thing going on with uh, Jeff Tate, you know, and that's why Jeff left because they were fighting about something. So I don't know. Well, then Jeff Tate made more sense. I mean, Jeff Tate's wife was managing. Uh, oh, here, here's what it is. Uh, 21, uh, 2021, Rockefeller filed a lawsuit against uh, Wilton and Jackson, alleging, among other things, breach of contract, breach of, uh, fid- I'm going to pronounce this wrong, fiduciary duty and wrongful discharge. Uh, well, he might have a case there because he's probably part owner of the name, I imagine. He, yeah, he, actually, he... Um, he just recently like put up on his website like all this queen track stuff even stuff for like the new album like t-shirts and just things that are geared toward things that he's not even on so he still has ownership in in the name Um, yeah i'm sure they had to buy jeff tate or he gets a piece of the action i mean who knows how that works but so this whole thing is crazy i mean god this has been going on for like years now and then and then to go on with like an original member it's insane Let's see what's going on in the chat here. Tommy Lee is the strongest player by far. Mix solid. Uh, favorite tracks from Bark at the Moon. I consider it better than Blizzard of Oz. Uh, he really likes the track. You're no different. Um, yeah, what do you think of Blizzard of uh, Bark at the Moon? I mean, I think Bark at the Moon is a great album, but my trying to think what my I'd have to pull up the album. I like uh, every song on there, except So Tired. That song, he can stick up his ass. Yes, that is, a, that is a pretty bad song. Yeah, but um, I like Center of the Universe. Jakey Lee is incredible guitar player. Mm-hmm. And nobody talks about him anymore. I don't know because he was overshadowed by Randy Rhodes and, um, and Zach Wilde or... But the guy is an incredible guitar player, and his playing on there is just incredible. Yeah, uh, Bark at the Moon, uh, You're No Different, like we just mentioned. Uh, now You See It, Now You Don't. I really like that song. That's a great song. Yeah, Rock and Roll Rebel is really cool. Center of Return Waiting is pretty cool. Waiting for the Darkness, I like that one. You yeah. got a text there. Waiting for the Darkness is great. Yeah. Slow Down is a little weak, but even that, that's not that bad. Yeah, that's not that bad. The only one, like you said, is so tired. I think that one's like the... Could have been yeah, uh, a ballad. I don't even know why that. The fuck did he throw a ballad on there for? I have no idea. Sharon probably wrote it. Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. It's like <clears throat> our ballads weren't yet a thing yet, you know, in 1983. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great album. It is what else album. is in the chat? Uh, Colin says Jake is a badass. Absolutely. All right. If any more questions in the comments, otherwise, uh, I think we will head out of here soon. All right, let's go. So if you got anything in the comments, write it now. Got anything? Uh, anything else you want to ask us? Case. Usually, the show is better than this. This is just a thrown together show. We were supposed to have a guest on, but he never showed up. So, and I'm not going to sit there and beg everybody to come on the show if they were supposed to be here. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And we're not. Yeah, we're not going to. And we're not going to trash it because you know shit happens. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Leave. But uh, uh, oh, what? I was thinking something real fast, and then I just lost. You it. know, I met the guest that didn't show up. Never met Bridget the Midget, so I win. Exactly. Did not, did not. Yeah. Uh, while we're sitting here waiting for any more questions, uh, SeverinAngel.BandCamp.com. You can go over there and buy a copy of uh, my band CD. Uh, Your band. It is. Band. It is also our, our co-host Lou's band as well, sir. It is his band too. Yes. Well, he's not here. So, uh, back in black or heaven and hell for 1980 better release. Oh, <sighs> they're really, really, really. I mean, wow. heaven and hell's good, but come on. I'm gonna say back in black, even though I'm sick of it because I played it too much. It's hard to deny the the impact of back in black. Think about 1980. Um, they were considered a heavy metal band. I know they're not now, but in 1980 they were. And it kick-started a whole decade where that genre of music dominated. Um, 
the industry, not just in the United States, but worldwide, you know, so I'll say back in black, but both albums are excellent. And I love both albums. Let's personally. see. Let's, let's see here. Let, let me get the songs. Neon Knights. That's a cool. Song. Excellent. Children of the Sea. Excellent. That's, a, that's a good one. Lady Evil. Uh, it's good. It's all right. I like it, it. Give or take that one. Heaven and Hell. That's awesome. awesome. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wishing Well. That one I don't really. Remember. It's all right. All right. Die Young is a really good one. Excellent. That one. Walk Away. I can't remember that one. That still was sort of commercial one. It's okay. I like it, but it's not. It's definitely yeah, not the greatest. It's not coming to me. Uh, and Lonely is the Word. That one I can't remember. Excellent. Special the guitar solo, you know. All right, I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah, I used to count by millions, but now <clears> I count by ones. I mean, excellent lyric by Mr. Dio. All right, cool. And then, so uh, back in black, you got Hell's Bells, great song. Hell yeah. Yep. Shoot the Thrill, great song. Yep. Yeah. What do you do for money, honey? That's a good one. Yeah. Giving a dog a bone, I can give it or take that one. I love giving a dog a bone. I love, I <laughs> I just like love that too. whole right. uh, Let me put my but, living to you is a cool one. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, back in black, you shook Obviously. me all night long. Classic. Yeah, good one. Classic. Have a drink on me is cool. Yeah, shake a leg. I could probably get rid of. I like it. And uh, rock like and that. rock and roll ain't noise pollution. I like that. One of the that's best another one that I'm convinced. <laughs> on. See, there's like two. I think you Bond wrote all the melodies, but lyrically, I could see Bond writing "Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution." Shook yeah. me all night long. What do you do I'll, for money, I'll honey? You would never write. What do you do for money, honey? What do you get those lips? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's definitely not on Scott. That's... <laughs> I mean, yeah, anyway, that's, that's a Brian Johnson liquor if I've ever heard one. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, mean, mean metal Mike thoughts on Ralph, aka almost human, Ralph Vieira. What's your thoughts on Ralph? Manny, I like Ralph. I don't. I don't really. I'm just starting to get to know him. Um, yeah, you're new, you're you're still new here, so you don't really know Ralph too well. No, I don't. A few times that uh, he's been yeah. on our show, and you've been on his. I, I, th- yeah. I think I think I think Ralph, especially for Rat Salad, he is the uh, Charlie Day wild card bitches for everything. You don't know exactly what you're gonna get with Ralph Vieira. <laughs> yeah, but he he knows his he knows his stuff. He knows his uh, yeah. his music. Uh, He's got very strong opinions, but he's also very fair. I mean, I know he, uh, he used to have a podcast. I don't know if he still has a combat or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Metal Combat podcast. You know, I, I, I used to try to listen to it. I mean, I curse a lot, but he made me sound like I was an angel. <laughs> I, couldn't listen to, I couldn't listen to it after a while. I don't think he does that as much anymore. I don't think he, and he had a coast on there. Yeah, yeah, they're still together. They're, they're still Are together. they? Yeah. Well, the both of them. I mean, every other word was fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and then when they would clean it up, they might say shit. But yeah. um, you I know, mean, I mean, in 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 my in their defense, fuck is one of the most ambidextrous words in the English language. No, absolutely, yeah. I say it all the time. But but uh, you know, that was a long time ago. Now that I've I've gotten to know him a little bit, I I like him a lot and. Uh, He's, his sense of humor is funny. Like he he has this thing called "suck versus suck," and usually I like both albums. He thinks suck, but right. it still makes me laugh. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. No, I, I love Ralph, uh, and I'm glad I finally you know got to meet him for this podcast too. Because you know we work with each other on a lot of different things. Like he's done cover songs with us, and yeah. um you know, he's done the King Diamond show with me all the time. And, uh, you know, he's just really cool people. And then he's invited us on his show as well. Yeah, he's, he's been doing lately. Guy. So he's, he's a really so, great guy. And, he, and, and, and he is doing the intro on my Severed Angel album. Oh, there you go. Mine and there you album. go. Yeah. I mean, the, I, what I like about Ralph was that, you know, that with that suffers suck, it reminds me of the uh, Seattle, like Saturday Night Live thing, The Lame List, or What's Week This Week. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that was one of the greatest things ever. Oh, especially okay. that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colin Matt, he'd never write cut your goddamn cake with my knife. <laughs> no, he would not. Bon Scott would never write that. That's another terrible lyric. And let me first of all, he would never say, let me put my love into you. That's so blatant, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. Bon had nuance. <laughs> yeah. 
Bond didn't think he had nuance, but he had nuance, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. All right. All right. I think I think that's it. Anybody else got anything else? Uh, you, you know, you know I, think, I, think, uh, I think for 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 this, we did quite well for an hour of bullshit. I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. so. We got the, yeah. the, the three best guys on Rat Salad Review anyway. We don't need the other two. Except <laughs> <laughs> for yourself. I mean, at least Lou is objective. Uh, he's annoying. <laughs> I could do without him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Wow. I can never do without the other two. Yeah, Shit. I was about to say, like, I mean, like, I do. Do you just do you just not hate? Do you just not just hate your guitar lyrics in your wonderful album that is out? You know, Bandcamp.com for Severed Angel. It would never been done without him. I tell you that it would have never happened. He's well, also I, he's also your PR mouthpiece, so at least that's oh, yeah, he yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, no, he's he's done a lot, and and you know I started the show with Greg, and then he came on, and you guys came on, and the show's been the best it's been since I started. So I just appreciate all you guys doing. Well, you thing. asked me for a long time. It was my girlfriend that said you should go on. Yeah, yeah. So she what can a thank smart you. person she is, huh? Yeah, well, she likes me. She's. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she I might, mean, she might need can, to get a psychiatrist. Get a there. <laughs> 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 might need to have a have her brain checked out. But uh, <laughs> thanks for everybody watching tonight, even though we didn't have too much to talk about. But uh, you know, this was a fun show, just a little mishmash or whatever. So uh, thanks for coming and watching, and joining in the chat. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll be back next week probably with something more interesting. But uh, maybe until yeah, maybe until then. I bid you adieu. Popery. That's